Hi, I'm Mike Dilk and you're listening to the Relax Bank UK show. The show that explores all kinds of health topics relevant to you, your family and your friends. Each week I talk to expert guests from a range of backgrounds to inform and entertain you. So please do join the Relax Bank UK family and stay tuned. Hi and thank you for joining me, Mike Dilk, on this week's Relax Bank UK show. The topic this week is guts and gut health. The first guest is Dr. Amrita Vijay from the University of Nottingham, and she tells us about her research and why a healthy gut is good for us. The things that are actually happening in your gut have direct impacts throughout your body, uh, including your immune system uh, and also profoundly affecting your mental health as well. And it's not just about bloating and gas. Then the next guest, Emma Cannings, is from Theranordic, which is a supplement company and sells supplements to help with gut health. And she has a take which you might not expect. I think you can look at any supplement and think, oh, I need that. And before you know it, you're on 20 different supplements. You have no idea what that what the impact that has on your kidneys and your liver and whether or not you actually are just having expensive urine. So please do stay tuned for a great show all about guts. So the first guest is Dr. Amrita Vijay, and she is researching guts at University of Nottingham. So my first question to her was, uh, can you please tell us what your researcher concentrates on? Because obviously this is this is a very big field. Sure, Mike. Um, so in terms of my my research, my current research heavily focuses on uh, dietary interventions that are targeted towards modulating the gut microbiome. So for anyone who is not sure what the gut microbiome is, it's nothing but a collection of trillions of bacteria that reside in your gut. Um, So I uh, lead on uh, ways to improve uh, your the composition of the gut microbiome uh, via dietary interventions and specifically focusing on uh, specific types of dietary fibers uh, because um, dietary fibers are the main food source or fuel for your um, for the microbes that reside in your gut. Okay, and these microbes they are mainly bacteria. Are they? Are there any viruses or? Yeah, that's a really good point, Mike. So when we collectively talk about the gut microbiome uh, and we talk about these trillions of microorganisms, actually, uh, predominantly they are bacteria, but you do have um, parasites, you do have fungi, you have viruses in there as well. But we as a microbiome scientists uh, have heavily studied uh, the bacteria because they, they form majority of the microorganisms that inhabit your gut but we are slowly sort of entering the realm of uh, understanding what um you know viruses fungi and other and other organisms in your gut are also um how they play a role as well so essentially you're looking at the food for these bacteria to keep them happy so they can keep us happy is that mm-hmm. is that pretty much it yep exactly right. all right good and i do love it when my guests say that's a good question because um <laughs> Well, I just love it. It makes me feel like I'm doing something right. Um, So, okay. So you're looking after our guts or the bacteria that are are in our guts. 
why why is this uh, so important? So the gut microbiome or gut health in general, uh, Mike, is, is actually crucial for several reasons. So it plays an, it actually plays a significant role in maintaining your overall well-being by not just helping in the digestion of the food you eat and the absorption of the nutrients, um, but actually also supports and plays a crucial role in, uh, in uh, supporting your immune system. So fun fact, your gut is actually the home of your immune system. So it, it uh, 70% of your immune system actually resides in your gut. Um, so in addition to that, there is more and more evidence coming out these days that the, um, the gut and the brain are actually quite linked to each other. So the, the, your gut and the brain are best friends, as you can call it. Um, and the connection is mainly via what is known as the gut-brain axis. And maintaining a good gut health can actually improve your mood and improve your mental health. So if you think about it, um, the things that are actually happening in your gut have direct impacts throughout your body, uh, including your immune system uh, and also profoundly affecting your mental health as well. Okay. I'm going to ask a question which might even be a bit of a silly question. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, well, you might have to simplify it dramatically. Sure. Um, okay, so if what's happening in our gut is good for our immune system. So from my O-level biology, not even GCSE, that's how old I am, mm -hmm. the immune system get kind of delivered in the blood. I can, it's more to do with blood and things get taken around the body in, in, in the blood through the um, blood supply. Mm -hmm. So how can what's happening in my gut make my immune system better or worse? And again, Mike, that's a great question, and I'm glad you asked that because it really helps break things down a bit more. So when we talk about how the gut and the immune system are related, and I like, like I said, 70% of your immune system actually resides in your gut. What I mean by that is you've got the, um, you've actually got your gut, your gut epithelial, which is which is nothing but a layer of cells that's in your in, in your intestines which separates the immune cells and your gut, your the rest of your body. So it's basically a gut barrier. So these, these single layer of cells is what, what is called as a gut barrier. And, it, and as the name suggests, it actually is a barrier that, that acts as a wall between what's in or within your gut and the rest of your body. So when we talk about the immune system and how the immune cells actually go into your circulation or your bloodstream, it's, it's via the interaction between the, the, the constituents that are present within your gut, including your trillions of microbes and the immune system. So there's always this, there's, there's this strong interaction between these two systems. And as soon as you have a damaged gut barrier and this could be due to various reasons which we can we can talk about um you have the invasion of unwanted things that enter into your bloodstream so for example whatever passes through your gut if that then passes into your bloodstream that is then regarded as an unwanted material or unwanted 
um, toxin that the immune system suddenly thinks, oh, hold on a minute, we need to we need to deal with this. And that's how the immune system gets activated. And then it tries to fight against that uh, pathogen or molecule that's entered into the bloodstream. So okay. that's how you get an inflammatory response. Um, and uh, it's it is quite it is quite common. So an inflammatory response, for example, you you always come across, you know, an inflammatory response when you have an injury or you um, you have a bite from an insect, for example. You see, you know, you mm -hmm. see some inflammation that that hap that that comes about on your skin or the 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 part that you've uh, that you've injured, and that is the body's. Uh, normal way of of dealing with um, something adverse that's happened to um, to 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 the body. So, um, and that's called an acute inflammation. So the the inflammation actually stays on for a short period of time and it goes away. Mm -hmm. Right. But, so, for instance, when when you do get bitten by an insect or a mosquito bites you or something, it's it's quite quickly. I get a bit of a lump and it itches like crazy. Exactly, exactly. It's your immune system sending these uh, these fighters basically to that point, you know, where you've enjoyed yourself or where you've got that bite to help deal with uh, deal with the situation and help with the healing process. So the fact it's itchy is is positive. Oddly. Exactly. It yeah. When you when you look at it from an evolutionary point of angle, uh, you know, point of view, um, inflammation is the body's mechanism of protecting itself. Sure. Okay. Um, we, we, you, you touched on a couple of things that, that the gut can help with. We'll definitely come back to those. Mm -hmm. um, but for the more sort of traditional gastrointestinal problems that people would recognize, you know, the classic gas bloating, just an achy gut. Um, that's pretty common, actually, isn't it? How, how common is it that those sorts of uh, symptoms are felt by people? So, Mike, the, the the normal gas or bloatiness, um, you you often come across people uh, saying they often feel bloated or gassy uh, after a meal or after, you know, after they've eaten something that's, um, you know, usually what I come across is people having, you know, beans or um, something that's quite heavy in dietary fibers and they feel like, oh, I feel I feel quite bloated after that meal. Now the reason why that happens uh, is because when you when you have a, a, a gut microbiome or specific bacteria that are not able to or are not equipped with the machinery to break down fiber. So first of all, dietary fiber cannot be digested by humans. It's it's solely broken down and digested by the microbes that reside in your gut. Right. So. When you have something that is high in dietary fibers, for example, um, and you don't have the specific microbes that help break down that fiber, um, you you tend to have you know you tend to have some uneasiness in your gut. Um, but on the other hand, um, the the gas and bloatiness is actually a byproduct of the fermentation or the breakdown of the fibers that happens in your gut. So it's it can be a good thing. It's a good sign that your your microbes are actually breaking down your fiber because the uh, the byproduct 
product of it is actually gas. And, uh, right. and you also have these beneficial compounds, molecules called short chain fatty acids, um, which are actually the key players um, that have profound influences on uh, modulating your immune system, um, affecting different organs in your body, and also these short-chain fatty acids have the ability to cross the um, blood-brain barrier as well and um, and actually have profound inf- impacts on, on your mood and your mental health. So short-chain okay. fatty acids are the main key players in, uh, in, in the breakdown of fiber and uh, they, they are the ones that actually promote health benefits. So the bloatiness and the, the gas um, could be either that you know you're not well equipped to to digest specific types of food or specifically mainly fibers or it could be the byproduct of um the breakdown of the fibers by your microbes so it depends on you know who's there yeah. what's doing what <laughs> okay so so if, if goodness so if you do feel kind of bloated and gassy maybe we shouldn't be reaching for the um kind of the medication to try and help that because we might be stopping something that that's good happening exactly so i would say here mike i mean the best thing to do is if you if you are feeling bloaty and if you're constantly being um you know faced by by these sort of symptoms i think the first thing that you could try and do is get a microbiome test for example um to see to actually get a profile of of your of your gut microbiome and see what are the types of bacteria that you've got, and it may well be that you 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 lack specific bacteria that actually help in the breakdown of of dietary fibers, and and if if that's the case, um, you know you could you could use a more tailor made approach to introduce those specific bacteria or yeah. those specific bugs. Um, via probiotics. So probiotics, I'm sure you know you must have come across probiotics. Uh, you know, conventionally, they're normally um, tablets or supplements that you find off the off the market. Um, yeah. But you know, fermented foods as well, for example, is is gaining a lot of popularity and momentum, and it's more, much more powerful than a probiotic capsule. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely it, want to ask you about uh, sure. sorts of those. But just before we go on, let me ask you about the the, the test you can do mm-hmm. on your gut. How how stable is your gut bacteria uh, etc i mean will it change from hour to hour day to day so if if you do the test on one day or another will, will you get a different result or is it pretty stable for weeks at a time mike so based on the research your your microbiome can actually turn over or change within 24 hours so right. what you eat today can actually have a profound impact on the on your microbiome 24 hours later so if you do a test, you've got to be careful when you do it. Um, yes. <laughs> but saying that, it's not going to significantly completely change the profile of your microbiome. Um, your, I mean, 90% of your microbiome is is quite stable unless, you know, you, you go on, 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 you know, completely changing your diet. And that could actually take, you know, anywhere between four to six weeks to, for you to see a complete shift in it. But there are subtle changes that can happen within 24 hours. Sure. So okay. even if even if you do take a test, it will give you a majority of, uh, you know, a pretty good picture of what your microbiome is. And, and, and it's, you know, it doesn't mean that, say, for example, you, you 
you you have a large pizza the previous night it's not it doesn't mean that it's going to completely shift your microbiome towards a you know a unhealthy looking microbiome within 24 hours so um and there are subtle changes that can happen within 24 hours yes right so can are these tests you can you buy these sort of in your local pharmacy or how does it work absolutely so um Chuckling Goat, for example, have recently uh, released a microbiome test in partnership with Cambridge University, and um, I've, I've, you know, I've come across them. I, I think they're great because um, they not only give you a profile of your of your gut microbiome in terms of what are the specific types of bacteria that are in there, but also um, they give you some insight into your mental and systemic wellness. So how your how your current bacterial profile links to your current mental health, which I think is a really cool feature. And yeah, that does sound interesting. So what? So you you bring it home? What you got a poo in a little pot and kind of <laughs> shake it all up or something? How does it work? Yeah, as as simple as that sounds, Mike. It's just yeah, it's literally collecting a, a stool sample, uh, a you know, a small amount of poo into a into a tube. That's all provided by by the company. So Chuckling Goat will provide you with all of the things that you need to collect your sample, and then you um you send it off to the labs for for sequencing and uh, for analysis, and you get your results back within um four to six weeks. And it's not just you getting your results back. They actually have the uh, the platform gives you um, the chance to have a 30 minute consultation with an expert who will actually walk you through your report and break it down to you because it, it, it can, you know, it can always be really overwhelming or, you know, you might just look at your report and be like, yeah, what does this all mean? Um, so you will have someone who will, you know, sit with you, go through your report with you, answer any questions you may have, and also give you a plan of action as well. So, you know, based on your report, you know, there's a tailor-made plan for what you can, what you can incorporate into your diet, how you can improve your gut health and, um, and yeah, and you take it from there. So if it's a chuckling goat test, will the answer be take a load of chuckling goat products? <laughs> he says somewhat um, facetiously possibly unfairly probably yes i mean if you think about it yeah but what they do what they have on their product list as well mike is something that you know as a microbiome scientist it's 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 something that we would recommend anyway so you know they've got they've got uh kefir which is the most powerful probiotic like i mentioned um it's got a whole range of uh, of live bacteria that are present in them. So, you know, if you want... Yeah, so what, what exactly is, is kefir? Because I, I've, I've heard about it. I, I, I think I've even tried it at, um, <laughs> at some point. But um, tell us so, exactly what it is, why sure. chuckling goat kefir is different, all that. Sure, sure, sure. So kefir is uh, a fermented uh, dairy drink. So it's, it's similar to yogurt. It smells like yogurt, but it doesn't... It's a lot more sour and tartier than yogurt um and it and it dates back about thousands of years ago it started off uh, it was first discovered in the black caucasus mountains in russia and traditionally kefir is made using kefir grains so kefir grains are actually a mixture of live bacteria and yeast and um and how it's traditionally made is you um you take milk or goat's milk in terms you know uh, chuckling goat actually use goat's milk 
<laughs> and you um, you add in these kefir grains and you let it ferment or sit um, for weeks, and that turns into this fizzy drink that that you know that's uh, that's full of um, microbes that you need, also beneficial vitamins, minerals, and all of this is actually made by the microbes, by them sort of replicating within within the milk and um, producing uh, a drink that's full of goodness so okay um, what, does it what does it taste like Enrita is it nice it tastes a bit like um it's got a lot of it's got a lot of cheesy notes in it Mike so it's quite tart because of the butyrate that's that's produced by the microbes the butyric acid is quite over empowering in it and with in terms of butyric acid if someone who hasn't who was trying to relate what that tastes like it tastes like feta cheese okay yeah yeah uh, so <laughs> I, I must admit actually bef before we chatted i did a little bit of electronic stalking and i looked up the chuckling goat website yeah and it, it, it is a really nice story um it's a, it, so I, I i recommend people to have a quick uh look at that and look at look at the website and just read about uh that uh, mm -hmm. actually maybe i should invite them on another time to actually go through the, uh, the story absolutely um, but i've got a, a, another question for you and another word that i i come across that mm -hmm. i need um explaining and this is symbiotic uh, because in, in in the press release there was uh it says a groundbreaking study conducted by cardiff university suggesting a daily symbiotic drink can have a significant impact on proving emotional well-being is is kefir symbiotic and Tell us about the, the study by Cardiff, if, if, if sure. uh, you're familiar with that. Sure. So kefir is actually not a symbiotic, Mike. So kefir is a probiotic. Now, okay. when, when, when you combine kefir, which is a probiotic, with a prebiotic, which is nothing but fiber, dietary fiber, mm -hmm. that then becomes a symbiotic. So it's a combination of a probiotic and a prebiotic. Now, okay. talking specifically about the study uh, by Cardiff University in collaboration with uh, Chuckling Goat, um, what they gave people, and, and by people I mean, uh, they were mainly charity workers who normally lead very stressful lives, um, and they were asked to take uh, this specific symbiotic mixture, which is nothing but a smoothie comprising of the uh, Chuckling Goat's kefir, um, and the prebiotic mix that chuckling goat have as well. So the prebiotic okay. mix comprises of 18 different dietary fibers. So okay. they were asked to mix them both together, have them as a smoothie for six weeks. And uh, they compared their emotional well-being before they started taking the symbiotics and after, so after the at the end of six weeks to come to see if there was any effect in uh, any improvements in their overall mental mental well-being and emotional well-being, and they actually found significant improvements. So you know specifically, uh, they found significant improvements in um, alertness, uh, significant improvements in focus um oh. less less people feeling less drowsy and uh and less anxiety and less stress so i think that was uh you know that it, i mean it, it is quite a small study to start with but it is it's it's definitely shed more light 
on the importance of the gut-brain axis and yeah. how... I, I was going to ask how many people were involved and is it published? Is it publishable? All that, that, it that is, sort of thing. It has been published. Yeah, it came out uh, a couple of months ago, actually, and uh, it comprised of uh, 12 to 14 subjects. Okay. All right. So re relatively small, but certainly quite interesting. Absolutely. Um, goodness. And Rita, I feel like we just sort of scratched the surface of so many potential topics but we'll kind of come towards the end of our time so I'll, I'll do two things i'll ask if you can sort of give a, a couple of sources such that if people are listening to this and thinking oh i'd like to find out more and then see if maybe we can yeah, invite you or chuckling goat back um for to, to chat more because i think there's an awful lot here which is really rather interesting absolutely mike um yeah, sure. So if anyone's if anyone's interested to learn about, you know, about the products or about the test, if, you, if you're interested to get a microbiome test, um, you know, it's all on the Chuckling Goat website. If you are interested in uh, the research that I'm doing, I'm also actually conducting a symbiotic study myself at the University of Nottingham. But um, this is actually a, a, a placebo controlled study um so i do have a control arm and it's uh, it's looking at um a larger uh, a group of people as well and um if you want to know or learn more about that study it's uh it's on the nottingham.ac.uk website if you or you can just type in symbiotic study at nottingham university on google and it should come up so um okay. yeah that's a, that's a very exciting courses. <laughs> all right uh and Rita, thank you very much indeed for chatting. I, I really do appreciate it. And as I said, I think this is very interesting and has kind of um, made me think, right, we should be looking a bit more at this topic on the show. So, so many thanks. Sure. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. I talk with a lot of nutritionists and dietitians, and I usually start by asking them what their qualifications are, their experience, and if they are members of any professional bodies. So that was how I started uh, the chat with Emma Cannings of Theranordic. Sure. So um, I have always been in the health and well-being space my whole professional career. I'm 43 now. Um, um, but the the main and, and I work with clients continuously. I have done several nutritional courses. I've been a PT. I've been a, in the skin industry. So that's kind of my background. But the my business partner, Johnny, is the biochemist and he is is the one that I can help him come up with ideas and I sit with him I go to the lab we we do these things together but he's the scientific brain to put these supplements together so he works alongside doctors and practitioners mainly the doctors that we work with are Finnish because he is Finnish so that's where the brand has come from Johnny actually developed the uh, founded the biggest supplement company in Scandinavia navia and he sold that and now we started this here in the uk so between us we have lots of experience in this field but you're, you're not actually a member of a professional body as a nutritionist no okay no. so that, that's because actually that is important to, to, to get across because being a nutritionist is not a protected title so no. actually in, in a previous world uh, mm. another life I, i'm a i'm a chartered civil engineer uh, so I'm a member of the ICE, the Institution of Civil Engineers, and took all the exams, etc. But this afternoon, I could call myself a nutritionist and charge people for the, to give them advice. They'd be bonkers to take it, but you know, I, I could actually do that. 
Um, yeah. Absolutely. Which is why I ask people's backgrounds as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's important. Yeah. Good. All right. So, so Thera, let's get on to, to Theranordic. Mm -hmm. um, you, you sell, Theranordic is essentially a supplement company and sells supplements, that, that kind of thing. Um, yes. How, how many Brits actually use supplements? Does, does anyone know? It's probably quite okay. difficult to, because you don't, you know, you can just go in and buy them. Absolutely. So, um, funnily enough, even though I do own a supplement company, I'm not a huge advocate for anyone to take a load of supplements. I'm a firm believer that you have got to start with the diet and lifestyle. So it's movement, sleep and and the diet. You've got to to it. So, so sorry, uh, my supplement company is purely based on on gut health. So we right. only have a small range of products, which I'll go into shortly. Um, uh, to improve your gut health, your digestion, and any problems that you have. But even be, owning a supplement company, I will still always encourage our customers and my clients to start with the diet. That's your first port of call. Yeah. Then if you have continuous issues, IBS, bloating, constipation, leaky gut, uh, ulcers and more chronic conditions. That's where we can step in and help you. Yeah. I, I got to say that's very good to, to hear you say that because you know that that you you hear different uh, statistics of how you know there are twenty million Brits that take supplements and you know this this is a massive number. This is a population of what is it seventy million, eighty million, yeah. something like that. But, you know a quarter of the population taking these things. And I, and I hear stats like that. And I sometimes think, you know, that's more of a marketing success than actually being good for our health. Absolutely. And I think you can look at any supplement and think, oh, I need that. And before you know it, you're on 20 different supplements. You have no idea what that what the impact that has on your kidneys and your liver and whether or not you actually are just having expensive urine you know um without blood testing and knowing what's going on underneath under the hood you've got to be very careful with overloading yourself with supplements yeah i think i would agree actually mm. um blood now blood testing that's an interesting uh thing um i've heard lots of different stories there so i mean i i could get a blood test uh, it could test loads of things for me and it would get a snapshot of my blood at any one particular time and frankly it could scare the life out of me it might it might not be such a great plan absolutely absolutely and actually the main ones you want to be looking out for is your vitamin d levels and your b12 so there are sort of red flags that i see with skin conditions that i can help a lot because if you heal the gut i mean you've heard happy gut happy mind happy body because if you're if you have a leaky gut, you're going to have brain fog. It's going to be putting pressure on the rest of your organs. You're going to have toxins in your blood. So once you've healed the gut, if you've still got issues, that's also when I sort of send them for a blood test. Because there are red flags that I see in people, which I can sometimes be suspicious that they may have low vitamin D or B12. But, I mean, you can go into any health store or online and buy a supplement for absolutely anything. Yes, yes. Without All right, look, let, let, let's put that on that on hold. And mm -hmm. we might come back to the leaky gut thing as, as well. Put that on hold for a moment and sort of get back to basics. 
Many of us eat poorly, which is kind of what you were saying. And actually, the best place to start is stop people eating poorly if possible. Now, yeah. are there any stats that are sort of to hand that you have to hand that can just demonstrate how poorly we do eat? Well, I only think you need to go and look at the supermarkets and actually take, I've become a bottle reader. I'm never looking at um, uh, calories. It's it's the rubbish that's in there. You know, the, the um, seed oils, which are very carcinogenic in the body and all the plastic, food and plastics. We need to move away from the processed foods and go for more diversity, lots of color, lots of fibrous foods, and try and always get your protein. But there's so much conflicting advice on there. It, it's, it's, it's no wonder that the average person is confused. Eliminate that, go on a juice diet, go on this fad diet, go, ve go vegan, go carnivore. It's, it's very confusing. Well, it, it is if you look at that stuff, but sometimes I, I kind of think, Actually, most people in their heart of hearts, mm. they know what a healthy diet is. You know, it's eat your vegetables, have a good array of different foods. Uh, you know, it ain't that complicated uh, at, at that level. And I, I think to myself, surely most people in their heart of hearts know that. Do you kind of agree? Yeah, I think you're right. Definitely. But it's sometimes not convenient that's the thing. It's very easy. Once you once you're on it and you think, OK, I've got a bit of a plan here, but it's easier just to grab something that's done for you or something out of a bottle, something out of a jar. You know, that is the easier option for people. And people well, are tired so, or overworked. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, there, there, there is a disconnect between knowing and, and doing. No, exactly. no question about it. So I, I, often I, I, I think. Well, certainly when I've, I've spoken to, to dietitians and, and, and some nutritionists, uh, the root problem is kind of the disconnect, getting people to, I suppose, change their habits. Um, now, I've got a lot of habits, some of them yeah. quite bad. You know, I'm 57. I've had them for a long time. Mm. Getting anyone <laughs> to change habits, especially, you know, if they're a bit older. Now, that's yeah. an uphill struggle. It's really difficult. And that's why with all my clients, I just say, let's take baby steps because those baby steps are what are will become habits. If you try and do it all at once, you're almost bound to fail. So <laughs> walk around the block, adding one vegetable a day extra to what you don't normally take. Those little steps are what will stay with us. And so do you find that sort of approach is is pretty much the only way to go it really does help people i really do i really do and that's why so many people after a month you don't see them in the gym anymore because they've gone all out you know whereas actually if they just were going for a walk around the block every day that could maybe stay more than forcing mm -hmm. themselves to do these intense burnout workouts for the whole of january yeah and and, and so that that sort of example or that sort of approach I'm sure we'll work in, in what we eat as well, you know, because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking we're talking yeah. about diets. So is is there any particular area of diet that you think might be worth, you know, we were talking about our baby step, steps, one thing at a time, um, that's worth kind of maybe concentrating on or or just thinking about a little bit more? Yeah, so I always, um, for feeding the 
gut microbiome. So adding in more fibrous foods, your fruits, your vegetables. Um, that's that's where we want to try and encourage people to do. See, see color on the plate. Okay. And uh, that's just the simplest thing. Eat some different colors, Simple. eat some fiber. Give us some examples of fiber. So broccoli, carrots, quinoa, you know, some good carbohydrates, sweet potatoes, but also not forgetting the proteins. So if you are vegan or vegetarian, your beans, your pulses, to pop those on the plate too. And then your fruits, kiwi fruits, pears, anything, anything with bright colour, put it straight in the trolley. Okay. Right. So are we particularly bad at this in the UK? You said your business partners from Finland. Are they mm. better in Finland? Or, are we, you know, are we just in not. Europe? Are we all particularly bad? Is it is it yeah. a European problem, a global problem? I, well, I grew up in South Africa and I definitely had a healthier upbringing in South Africa because, you know, there's mangoes and papaya and everything on the side of the street you can go and pick up. We're, we're always snacking on lovely fruits and vegetables in South Africa and the sunshine. We know that the Greeks have a very good diet. The Mediterranean diet's very good. And actually, no, Finland, I was unpleasantly shocked, actually, at how bad their diet is as as well they love their pastry <laughs> and actually i think they've got they do drink a lot of alcohol as well don't they they drink a lot of alcohol <laughs> they do they do yeah but you know it's dark so much of the year that it can't they think it's this keeps them sane to drink alcohol but um obviously that's not good no, no. A, a, a little yeah. bit of uh, alcohol is uh, fine, I'm sure. You know, I'm, I'm not a teetotaler at, at all. Um, yeah. And every, every, every new year, I think, OK, what I'll do is I'll just try and drink better wine, but less of it. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, sometimes it works. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back, back, back to um, supplements, uh, what have you, and, and uh, Theranordic. Um, mm -hmm. You, you say you concentrate on on the gut okay so I, I i did i did a bit of electronic stalking actually i went to your website yes. and there's a little test there um tell, yes. tell us about the test so again because the supplement industry is so vast it's so confusing uh we do only have a few supplements and we'll only keep it that way to make it easier for the public but the test is you would just go in, put any your your particular conditions, and then it can give you recommend a protocol and what we think you should be on. But we always do offer the service that if anyone's ever stuck, they can always email. We are the only ones that my partner Johnny and I are the only ones that receive the emails, and we help a lot of people on their gut healing journey ourselves. We don't have a team of people. We're very passionate about being the ones that communicate directly with our customers. Okay, very good. I took the test. I did it twice. I did okay. first of all. I did it truthfully. Yeah. Um, because I am a bit of a pig, and sometimes I eat too fast and eat too much. And so yeah. I got some results for that. Then I did it again, and I put in uh, as if I was completely perfect, angelic. 
in fact, uh, which I'm not, as uh, anyone in my family will, will tell you. But I went, I did the test, and after uh, filling out all the questions angelically, it still told me I needed to buy a product. Yes, the Daily Healthy Bowel. So there is one product that we'd always recommend for everyone to take. And it's not actually uh, available yet. Uh, we've been working on it for quite a while, like we do with all our products. Um, and that is one that you would just take every day to help feed your microbiome. So you didn't need any healing. You didn't need help with digestion. You didn't, you know, you, you weren't flagging any issues. So this is just if you're a healthy person and even the healthiest of people probably need a little bit of help with the fiber. So that's why we'll always give you recommend the healthy bowel. That's something you can take forever or just as a one off to give yourself a little boost. OK, very good. Um, something that I, I really do like and I often ask uh, guests on the show. I, yeah. I, I, I like scientific proof. I like papers published. I like peer reviewed papers. And um, so on, on, on your website, uh, are, are there any links to peer reviewed uh, papers showing that what you're doing is scientifically proven and generally a good plan? Yes. So that if you go to our blog posts, some of them do link out to studies. OK. All right. Any in particular? Uh, oh, gosh. Without you see, this is this is. Johnny's area this is where I should where he should be here to say no um I think there's one on the HCL at which is the hyaluronic acid which increases your own stomach acid to help you break down your food so a lot of people who have heartburn it's actually because their their stomach acid is too low so what they go on PPIs which again re reduces it even more so what you actually want need to do is increase your stomach acid. So when the food hits, not only are you then without the stomach acid, you won't be killing the bacteria. So all the bacteria goes down the digestive tract. Once you've got the stomach acid, you'll be killing the bacteria, but also breaking down your food and therefore absorbing more nutrients from it. So there are a lot of studies on HCL. Uh, ours is called triple digest. And then we've been working with a brilliant scientist in America on our latest product, which is a digestive enzyme. And there will be studies on that too. Good. All right. So I'm sure people would like to go and check yeah. those out because, you know, because people do, do, look, do look at this stuff. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you, you, you've mentioned your website already and some uh, links to studies. Is, is there any more good sources of information if people are thinking all right let's start off the new year with a a, a new start some good gut health yep. but good dietary health in general yeah so on our website we have a lot of information there's actually a youtube video interview done between johnny and myself where he speaks about uh, the ingredients in our products um but obviously you've got to sit through that and i think it's about 40 minutes long but there's actually quite a lot of information on our blog posts, which most of it is scientifically backed. But if anyone ever needed to request anything like that, that's where we're on hand to send the information that anyone requires. Very good. Um, 
and generally speaking, often the NHS website is very good. Is there is is there stuff on the NHS website about this kind of thing? Um, uh, on the NHS, you're right. Definitely, always look at the NHS. People can um, go on to Google and find all sorts of nonsense. But if you tend to click on an NHS, you kind of know you're in safer hands. There's no NHS studies connected to ours, um, but gut health is becoming more in the forefront of everyone's mind, including doctors. We have a lot of doctors that prescribe our product rescue to a lot, even babies with reflux and people with more chronic conditions because rescue heals the entire digestive tract. So um, that's why we tend to have a lot, even neurologists are now prescribing our products because the the amount of uh, medication that people with injuries to the brain or conditions to the brain are given that are damaging their gut. And like we've always said, the brain, the gut brain access is so important. So if they can heal the gut lining so they can actually stomach these products, they're wondering these these uh, medications that they're giving, they're, they're wanting to see the impact of improving the gut on for the brain when they're doing these studies and MRI. But, so, but your, your, your products are not available only on prescription, are they? I mean, so the not. doctors will suggest them, they won't prescribe them. Absolutely. In Finland, they do prescribe them, but here they are suggested, yeah. I mean, my business partner works with a lot of the doctors in Finland, so he's often on TV with them to talk to explain the science behind it. Okay, and on on your website, I think you can sign up to become like a a suggester of the product. Yes, you can. Yeah. So, if you would like to become an affiliate, you can sign up. We do just screen everyone who does want to be an affiliate. So we just normally ask who you are, uh, who you'll be, who your customers are. Uh, we are on practitioner sites that, uh, throughout Europe, so that's where only practitioner qualified practitioners can prescribe our products to their customers. So we just like to know a little bit about the person who would be you know recommending our products right okay but you do you you do check them out so oh, yeah, um absolutely. i could sign up this afternoon and hopefully you turn me down you would get an email asking for more information before yeah. and, and and unless you were kind of ticked all the boxes then um unfortunately you would be turned down okay. all right i can live with that don't worry all right look so um I, I, in, generally speaking, it's it's something that is good gut health is really worth considering. It's um, it will pay good dividends to everybody. Yeah. Um, so I think Emma, thank you very much uh, indeed for chatting. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much to both my guests on this week's show talking about guts, and they were Dr. Amrita Vijay, researcher at Nottingham University and Emma Cannings from Theranordic. And of course, a very big thank you to you for listening and have a healthy week until next week. Thanks for listening to the Relax Back UK show. Join me, Mike Dilk, again next week for more fascinating interviews and chat. If you're listening to the podcast version, please subscribe, like and share it with your family and friends. And have a healthy week until next week.